we have real puppies in our episode today. Say hi. And a real cow. And a real cow. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> oh, mm, this, this episode's off such a good, good set. <laughs> we haven't hit the holidays yet. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. This is Owner Get Owned. Educating and inspiring our listeners to own in real estate career and life. I'm your host and mortgage lender, David. And I'm your architect and real estate agent, Hero. Welcome, welcome to, to season three. Let's start it off, David. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Owner Get Owned. We have, once again, a, a very special episode. Hero, do you want to introduce? Yeah, we have very two... Well, that was a bad way to start it. <laughs> Two very close friends, uh, Quillen and Brooke, who have been loyal listeners since the start. Thank you for joining us. Yay, uh, happy please to be here. provide a little introduction about yourselves and what exactly you do. Uh, yeah, I'll get us started. So, my name is Quillen Cathal. Uh, I am a life coach, and I also work uh, my daytime job is I'm a project manager for one of the auxiliary organizations at Cal Poly Pomona. And I'm Brooke, Brooke Hying. Um, I also am a life coach and I'm a physician assistant. I work with Hero's wife. That's a lot of fun. We also went to school together. Um, I used to be a group fitness instructor and I also have a major in nutrition science. So basically my life coaching is a combination of my love for fitness and nutrition as well as my love for mental health and life coaching. And I can personally attest, she already life coached Tiff my wife and she's immensely better because of it. So it's already worked. So if you need a Yelp review, we got one. I mean, you loved it before too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. New and improved. Tiffany's though. awesome. Two point oh. So I have to mention, like the first time I met you guys, I think you guys came up to me and you said, You're from Older Get Owned. Yeah. That, was, that was like my celebrity moment and i was like damn i, I made it yeah I was like, oh you're david i've only heard of you yeah. you don't even know i exist we didn't even have video yet so. <laughs> i hope it wasn't creepy like no, walking no, behind no. you like i love you yeah. and then we went straight into our dogs and yeah it was like the perfect transition so i really appreciate you guys uh again no day one listeners and i'm glad you guys on the show yeah, yeah thanks. thanks for having us. And clearly the dogs are, are big listeners too. Oh, yeah, we play right. at home, yeah. so they're the dogs. This is Callie. Say hi. <laughs> okay, that works. She's, she's, she's a girl. This is Callie. Yeah. She's our, our husky and she's yeah. three years old. And I'm sure we'll have a visitation from our golden retriever over here. But uh, over here we have Poseidon and he mm. is one year old. They'll be on video. Uh, if not, you'll be hearing them barking or not uh, sniffing the mic. Yes. <laughs> no work. I mean, they're very well behaved. I'll yeah, just them too. The, the chomping is from me. <laughs> <laughs> so here at uh, Oregon Own, we like to um, start by asking about uh, real estate. So do you guys own a property? Um, and if so, you know, tell us about your property. Yeah. So uh, we actually own this condo that we're in right now. So this is our first home. So we made it. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. The Halloween uh, decorations behind them too. Yeah, we're yeah we're right after Halloween, so we still need to redecorate. <laughs> we're, we're like not quite the like early Christmas people, like kind of early, but it feels like too like it's beginning of them. I feel know? like it's like there's different crowds. It's like yeah. Halloween, and then they go straight to Christmas. Yeah, or there's people that respect Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I right. feel like there's yeah, some yeah. Thanksgiving respect here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mariah Carey needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Did you see her uh, Instagram post? No, no. where she's like um, frozen in ice, and then they start playing the Christmas music, and like she starts unfreezing. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, I did see that. That's that really cool. I have to go find that. That's so that. funny. Dude, she grosses millions oh, every yeah. December. It's Good crazy. For her. That's amazing. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So the house. Yeah, the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Mariah Carey visit. Yeah, yeah. She's where, here. Where is she? I'm a surprise guest tonight. Speaking of um, but actually, I, re- I really like your your whole home story. So if you could, please share as much as you'd like about the entire process. Yeah, yeah this was a doozy. Like, this was a, quite the experience for both of us to, to get this condo. Um, so we started looking together, I think it was September of 2021. And yeah. so that was before rates went up here in Southern California, well, everywhere. But so interest rates, yeah, yeah, interest rates for the mortgages hadn't uh, hadn't skyrocketed yet, and so we uh, didn't know how competitive it was. So we had actually uh, put in offers for eleven different places before we got this oh, one, man. and so this was, I think, a seven or eight month process to get this. And so we had had a, a teaser that really shattered our hopes and dreams for a bit on the way we, we were looking at Rancho Cucamonga in Southern California. And, uh, we, we put in these offers, we were putting in way above asking, we kept getting beat. And so we finally landed one in Rancho and I got a call on a Friday and verbally accepted. Okay. Like what's your lender information? We just want to get confirmation. We get a green light from your lender. And so we did all that. And then we were told, all right, it's Friday evening. So sometime over the weekend, you're going to get the contract, you'll sign it and we'll get everything going for escrow. Mm-hmm. And Saturday came and Sunday came and we didn't hear anything. Oh my God. So finally Monday we reach out and we're like, Hey, so what's going on? And in between our lender giving them the green light and them sending us the contract, someone else put in a bid for like a hundred thousand over oh, even wow. what we had put in, which was the winning bid. Wait, and they, over your offer? Over our offer. Oh my God. With a contingency for only like 30 K over the appraisal. Yeah. Yeah. So they only paid 30 K over the appraisal. Callie's having fun right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, we're, we're, I swear we're listening. <laughs> for the, for the listeners, Callie has the decided to jump just, on our laps. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't like that she doesn't have the attention right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we get the call. They went with that offer. And so that was like maybe four months in. And we were just devastated. we have been looking for so long. At the time, we were both working like Monday to Friday jobs. And so mm. all of our weekends, just touring all day, we hadn't had a vacation, a yeah. day off. We we were just devastated. We had gone to Target that night and we were looking at modern farmhouse oh decor. God. Like we were so committed. We're going to Home Goods we, twice in one weekend. Yeah, we memorized the address. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we oh still talk about we like, remember ready. Sunset Trail? Yeah. We wanted it. Oh, yeah. Man. So the neighbors <laughs> living at. So, no, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's, uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, so that was definitely you know I, I i there was genuinely some bitterness after where yeah. we we're looking at places yeah, after rightfully, rightfully so you know we were starting to lose hope you know like do we need to rent for a few more years and wait it out <laughs> do we need rates to go up to be yeah. able to put in an offer that isn't so competitive yeah. <laughs> Callie's <laughs> loving you over there and so uh finally we we find this place and brooke is actually the one who sent it to me and i didn't even want to see this place because i was like oh it's too nice like we're gonna get outbid you know uh but she convinces me we check it out and i only walked through here for about 60 seconds and i walked out and brooke was like oh what do you think and i was like yeah i love it we're not gonna get it like that's exactly what i said i'm not even exaggerating <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah i was like i love it we're not gonna get it it's you know we're, we're never gonna get this right but so we decided to put in the offer and luckily the it was one of those i think more of an emotional uh sell and that the 
real uh, the real estate agent uh, really liked us, and the, the sell previous, side agent. yeah, the sell side agent it, really okay. liked us. And turns out that the previous owner had passed away, and he was a personal friend. And so it was more of an emotional. Let's oh. give it to first time new home buyers. We really like them. And so uh, the story just gets more fun from there. Where we we then learned that the person passed away in the home. So Paul. Paul's right here. He's our guy. <laughs> He's the previous tenant. <laughs> so for, for the listeners, we're, uh, we're chatting before, and I was like, who is this person that they're talking about? Now, now I get it now. Paul, Paul, this is an empty spot on the sofa. That's what they're pointing at, too. Yeah, so this is, this is Paul over here. Um, but so it turns out he had actually purchased this condo two months before he passed away. Oh, my and God. So we love this condo. Everything looks great to our to what we liked because he put in brand new floors. He redid the kitchen. I was he ask redid you the shower. Yeah, he did all new. this stuff, and oh. then unfortunately, he passed away two months later. So for first time home buyers, this is like this is it. You know, like everything's turkey. fresh. Yeah, turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is perfect. Um, and so we we then uh, we get the offer. When we get the offer, we were so scarred from Sunset Trail that when I got the call, we were snowboarding in Big Bear in Southern California. And uh, I, I, I tell the real estate agent, like, can you get something for me to sign now? Like, I'm not doing this again where we have a verbal offer and then someone else swoops in. And so they send it while we're snowboarding. So I'm not even, I'm not like at the car at the snow resort. I am on the mountain. I'm strapped into my snowboard. I'm sitting, there's people racing past me and I'm on my phone on DocuSign signing everything. Cause I was like, we're getting this in writing. Like we need this home this now. Stories. And so yeah, like sure enough, she's sitting next to me. We're strapped into our snowboards. There's people zooming by done. We're just so ecstatic, and then we have the best ride of our lives back down, yeah. and we're like, we, we did it. We're so excited. Escrow then takes uh, like 45 days instead of 30 because of L.A. County and death certificate stuff because they were backed up with COVID deaths, and it was this whole thing to get it, um, but we finally got the keys in April of 2022, and we were just so excited. Oh I, I got uh, the contact information from Paul's family where they were saying, oh, we didn't get to finish the guest bathroom, but we know you love how the decor. So here's what we were going to do next. Do you need our guy? And so it ended up working out really well for us. And, and we really loved the home that we ended up getting. But it was quite a journey to get here. Yo, I mean, that's crazy. Sorry, right? You knew this. Yeah, I, had, I didn't want to tell you until... I appreciate that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like in shock. That's, I mean, I've worked with a lot of first-time home buyers, but I've seen some like heartbreaks but that's pretty bad like where you got the confirmation you're just waiting for the docu sign i can't imagine what you guys went through i'm so sorry to hear that but it got you to here i mean this is a beautiful home thank you yeah it worked out i mean hero was giving us suggestions <laughs> callie's over here on david's lap for the podcast listeners the dogs are all over <laughs> no, we, like we love it we love it you guys like, let us tell you our experience um, yeah, no, it was, it was a, a roller coaster, but I mean, I feel like at the end of most stories, it's always, you're so grateful of where you end up and you're like, there's a reason why. And, yeah. Um, we're so, so happy here. It's perfect. It's a great location for us. And really it was perfect because when we moved in, we only had Callie one dog and we wanted another dog really bad. And this is one of the biggest like patio that we have had any bit on. So the fact that we had a, a pretty good sized patio, it was on the first floor. We felt really comfortable getting another dog and yeah, so we're happy. We, we love it so much here. 
And how long have, oh, no, you said the 2021, right? Uh, that was when we started. We got oh. it in April 2022. So 22. It's, I think it's just over a year and a half now that we've been here. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations again. I mean, it's a, on a, if for those of you guys that aren't seeing, I mean, this is a beautiful home. I mean, I wanted to actually ask you guys about the, the re- renovations, but you guys walked in with every, like, brand new, right? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. we've only done little things here and there, replaced <laughs> some light fixtures, some some things. It's unfortunately, Paul didn't, he had plans for renovating the whole unit and he uh-huh. didn't live long enough to see everything come into place. So there's just a few things he didn't get to, but yeah. by and large, it was already done. And we just feel so lucky that we got this one after every, <laughs> after the whole journey to get here. Yeah, Rest in absolutely. peace, Paul. You did a great uh, job. He did amazing. Yeah. yeah. Great He's job, a great Paul. role. You guys are doing right by, you know, giving the condo the life that it deserves too. So. Yeah. Beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul pointing at the corner. <laughs> and we gained a new best friend that day. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. great story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So let's talk about um you guys are both life coaches. Yep. Yes. Is this so like tell us about like your journey to get to like I don't even know really much about how to become a life coach. So yeah, maybe you can start yeah. from what life coaching is. Yeah. I'm sure. very curious to like hear yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. So life coaching is basically a way um, for the coach to help the client see their mind um, and in, you know, most simple terms. So um, basically humans, we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are unconscious and 80% of those are negative. So a lot of times we're unconsciously living our lives and not being aware of what we're thinking. It's kind of running into the background. So life coaching is just a way to kind of bring that forward, see what you're thinking and help you kind of determine what you want with your life. Mm. Yeah, I'd say a lot of us are probably more familiar with, you know, a big name like Tony Robbins, like a business That's, coach. Yeah. These are all different parts of life coaching. I mean, life coaching is really helping people to identify obstacles in their lives, navigate past them, uh, set goals and work towards them. But it can be applied to anything. It could be relationships. It could be career. It could be health. Uh, Life coaching kind of covers all of those umbrellas because ultimately they're all intertwined. But uh, you'll also see that if you see someone who's a business coach like Tony Robbins, that is a a form of of life coaching at the end of the day. Interesting. It's kind of like you're not really coaching them per se. You're really kind of providing the lenses needed for them to even see themselves better, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Poseidon agrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, you said it perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's it's perfectly well said. Um, it's just kind of a way exactly that to help the person see what's going on in their mind, and then they can decide what they want to do with their life and how they want to, you know, if they want to continue that, mm. you know. You know, way of thinking or that path they're down or whatever it is you're working on specifically. So yeah, it's just kind of a way of, of, you know, seeing what's going on and mm. becoming more aware. Mm. I think awareness is a really big word with life coaching. Your, your inner me is no longer your enemy, right? I like yeah. that. Where is that from? I, I, I just read that very recently. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I swear I just read that somewhere. I think it's Tempura. worth mentioning too, that a lot of folks might get coaching confused with advising or mentoring. Oh, and yeah. so in, in coaching, we're really, emphasizing that each individual is the expert in their own life. A coach isn't going to tell you what to do next. They're going to help you to see, we're going to help you to see what, how your thoughts are affecting the decisions you're making and the goals that you have and the obstacles you're facing versus someone like an advisor will actually give you advice on what you should do next or a consultant will work with you to do that thing next. Mm. And that's, I think, one of the, the key distinctions to make with coaching. And it's also different than therapy in that we're not really focused on pathology and your childhood and what led to that here. 
we're really focusing on working with functional humans who are working towards a goal or working to get through something. Hmm. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I saw with Tiff firsthand, I think she got better at realizing what she was even feeling in the first place. She would shut down a lot at the beginning if it got overwhelming for her. And I think now she's learning that the feelings she's feeling are ways to process things for her. And she's able to kind of translate her own language better. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the first steps is, you know, exactly what you said, like realizing what you're feeling and then allowing and processing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a big, Kelly agrees. (laughs) It's a big step and, um, and it's important and it's vital, right? So in order for you to, you know, even realize what you're thinking and realize what's going on, you know, knowing your emotions and feelings is, is important. And I think Mm -hmm. often overlooked. Um, So for, before we get too off track, uh, I want to go back into the real estate side because there's, you know, you said you had 11 houses you put offers on, you went through all the ups and downs. So can you put us through your mindset about like not giving up and staying focused on your goal to get a house through a more life coaching perspective? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's really around perseverance is the word I would use in terms of those thoughts that you might have of I'll never get the home that I want. Those thoughts really do have a huge impact on the actions that we're taking ultimately to get that place. And in this, in the, in the example I already gave you of us getting this place, my thoughts by myself would have led to me not even living here. And it actually took Brooke to help me. This was kind of before we entered our life coaching journey, but it took Brooke to be the one to support me to get there. But it's, it's amazing to me how impactful the thoughts you have about the thing you're working on can impact where you're going. Because if I told myself, there's no way I'm going to get this place, I'm not even going to put in an offer, I wouldn't be here right now, right? And so just that thought alone creates this different feeling. And then I, I may not have even put in the bid versus I'm going to get this place, that conviction that really drives you to take the action of putting in the offer, putting together whatever you can, you know, avoiding appraisals, whatever you can do to get the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really impacts like, you know, your results. And so I think that mindset really did have a big impact. And that was actually all thanks to Brooke and, and getting us here. Mm, I like that. Definitely. Yeah. For me, the, um, what kind of was going through my mind was I was like sad, which sounds so silly. Cause it's like, okay, like we didn't get that home. We thought we got, it's like, okay, it's, it's a home. It's not, it's our first home. It's not that big of a deal, but I remember being very sad about it. And then I remember telling Quillen the next weekend, Hey, let's take a weekend off. Like, I don't want to go look at places. And then for me, I allowed myself to process that and let it pass. And then when I got through it, I was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready. We're going to go find our perfect place. And so that's how I think I was able to show up for both of us. But yeah, for me, it was like process the sadness. Okay, we're good. And then, and then moving forward. So yeah, it's beautiful at the end to you kind of end up with the house that it's not what you need or no, it's not what you want but it's kind of what you need in the end it kind of just shows up for you and when it's meant to be it's meant to be right totally. yeah it's like a power of i hate, i don't hate this word word but you hear this a lot manifestation manifestation <laughs> <Say what laughs> manifestation so you hear that a lot right but i think there's power in that oh yeah i, I do really believe even like my at work when it's just not going well like positive thinking, positive thought, like it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, yeah I huge. mean, uh, what I'll say is when I was 
I mean, I think we'll probably get into the story here of how we got into coaching. But when I was first being introduced to coaching from Brooke, my first thought was this sounds so like cliche or like, you know, manifesting. I was like, this, you know, come on. Like, this sounds like something from a movie. And then once I actually got involved, I was like, oh, this is really impactful. Like how you think about something really does impact if you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Are you going to actually take actions to do this? Or are you going to tell yourself, I could never do this? And so you sit on your phone on Instagram after work for two hours instead of actually working towards your goal. And so to what you said, like, I know it can sound cliche or it can sound kind of cheesy, but I, I'm, I'm all in on this stuff, you know, like th- this really had a huge impact for things like us living where we're living, working on our careers together now. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of inspiring at the end of the day. Yeah, Absolutely. it's kind of like the me- uh, what they say, the meaning of life is what you make of it. It's your, your meaning is the meaning of it. Um, there's a scientist in Japan that uh, did a, like a study with like the rice and water. Did you guys hear about that? No. Yeah. He, did it, he had like two different bowls of rice with water. And for one bowl of rice, every morning he would tell it, I love you. Uh, I think you're great. You're going to do awesome. Just positive affirmation. The second bowl, he would say, I hate you. You're stupid. All the nasty stuff you could possibly say. So negative energy towards one, positive energy towards another. About a month of doing that, the negative energy one would be just rotted and just like completely just moldy. And then the the positive affirmation one was just still clean, pure, like clean water with rice in it. So I don't know, you know, how true that experiment it is, but it kind of goes to show you that your energy put into something and your mental power can really push you towards a really different direction. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. We we send too many memes to each other because when you first started this, have you heard about the scientists and the rice and the water? I totally thought this was going to be some joke or something. That I, was, I, was like, where is, I was like, what's the punchline going to be? So Colleen and I are, got close because our girls are both going to Pomona, went to Pomona school. So we're, we're friends because of that. But uh, we barely talk to each other, but we send each other memes all the time on Instagram. And the There's po- actually the memes like, about that. Do yeah. I say like your closest friend is the first person that pops up on your Instagram. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I sent some questionable things back and forth. But, yeah. uh, too funny. So let's, let's kind of dial back into, um, <laughs> definitely need to dial back. <laughs> about, like, where are we going yeah. with this? No, about, about how, uh, you said how you got into uh, coaching, right? I'm actually yes, really yeah. interested. Like, how does one find that career path? Like, I feel like that's not, it's not like a, you don't come out of college saying, I'm going to be a life coach. Totally. So like, totally. Tell, tell us a little so, bit more about that. Um, I started listening to a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain. It's basically like I a life coach that. podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. I really, I really liked it. I started listening to that. Um, oh, I don't even know how long ago, like years ago. And I listened to it for a few years. And then um, I eventually joined a group coaching program. And I did that for a few months. And um, I was... In PA school, when I did that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for three months. It was like $97 a month and I was living off student loans. So I was like, it was really hard for me to justify it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, living off student loans, I don't have an active income at the moment. So I was like, I'm going to do it for three months. And I did it for three months. I like dove in and like, I, you know, absorbed everything I could. I downloaded all the things so that way I could, you know, continue to use them. Um, And then I told myself, okay, when I graduate PA school and I get my first paycheck as a PA, I'm going to immediately join that program again. So I went and did that. I rejoined that program. And again, it was like a group fitness or group fitness, a group coaching, life coaching program. And after, I don't even know, maybe a few weeks, I was like, I want to become a life coach. I just felt this like inner, like, 
like I just felt like I needed to become a life coach because I was so impacted by it and like my life changed from it that I felt like I wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. Granted, I just finished PA school and was in six figures and dead. And, you know, so to have that <laughs> thought, okay, I just did PA school that and I just spent years of my life trying to get this goal and become, have this career and I have all this debt now, but I want to change my career now. Um, I kind of sat with it by myself. I didn't tell anyone and I sat with it by myself for, I don't know, maybe a month or so. And I eventually, um, you know, kind of started like making real efforts towards becoming a life coach. And um, basically, I had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no idea like what that looked like, that industry um, or anything along those lines. And I got this random email from this woman who was my coach's coach. And so I knew she was a really good coach, um, didn't really know anything else about her. And she was doing this event, this live like three day conference type event in Arizona in like six months down the line. And it was pretty affordable. My parents live in Arizona. I could stay with them. It was over the weekend. So, okay, cool. All I have to do is take one day off of work. I already have a place to stay. I can drive out there. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to become a life coach, but I'm just going to go to this and maybe I'll figure something out there. Um, So I decided I was going to go. I invited Quillen. So he was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Um, I ended up inviting my mom and she was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I thought I was going to go by myself. And all of a sudden I'm surrounded by all these, you know, my mom and Quillen. And um, I go and I had no idea I was going to sign up to become a life coach and sign up for the certification program. And I got there and I like that day changed my life forever. That was almost exactly a year ago. It was November of last year. And yeah, the rest is history. I signed up for the certification program, um, completed the, the program about six months or so ago, and then have been getting started on my my business. So that's, that's kind of my story. That's awesome. And his goes along with it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, similar to what Hero had said, like I knew that Brooke had a coach for some time when we were dating. I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew that she would talk about, I worked through this thing and this is how I'm feeling about it. And, and I would see noticeable changes in her, her, uh, her thoughts about something, her behavior about something. Uh, and so when she mentioned, oh, there's this cool conference I'm going to, uh, a lot of it sounded similar to, uh, I mentioned, I should have given more context. I work at Cal Poly Pomona. So I work in higher education and it sounded really similar to how we try to work with student employees, try to mentor them, advise them, try to navigate them through potentially their first job. And so I was thinking, oh, this is great. Like I'll probably learn something that's applicable to my current job. And this sounds pretty, pretty interesting. There's some, there's some parallels to my current work. And I also just wanted to support Brooke because she seemed really excited. So I was like, yeah, that, it was a really affordable conference. I was like, yeah, let's do it. We get to see your parents. Your parents are great. So we go and uh, the first day there we leave and I'm like, I need a life coach. Like everyone needs a life coach. This is incredible. Like the, the work that, that they do for people is just so inspiring. And it was a, I think it was a three day event. And by the time we left, we both signed up for the certification. I had no intent of doing this. Oh, had no you, idea. This is like a brand new subject for you. And you just went, yeah, like, I'm going to go support Brooke. And then you ended up signing up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had like, we hung out once and then they went to this thing and they came back and they're like, we're going to be life coaches. I was like, what? <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I'm a pretty skeptical mind. I'm pretty analytical. Um, and so for me to jump in surprised me too. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person to just make those kinds of decisions. I'm okay. usually pretty calculated and I take a lot of time to process. 
And so to just jump in on that, there was definitely hesitation. I had to talk with Brooke for a while about it. It, it was a very big commitment. I know certification can, you know, there's certifications that are two hours. This is a very big certification, very big commitment. And I was just all in. I was like, we need to do this, you know, and, and we already had this vision for, oh, my, this gives us the location freedom we want for our future. So we can work in Costa Rica tanning while we're working. We, this gives us the financial freedom that we want. Like there was so much of this vision that immediately clicked for the future that we wanted together, which that future is based around giving the dogs the best life they can have <laughs> and yeah. us having location freedom and be able to do the things that we want to do and play pickleball. <laughs> and yeah, so we just fell in love with it immediately. And that's, that's really how we got started. That's incredible. Oh, location freedom. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the big one for me. That was my, my seller point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard about the, having a good life. Huh? You guys got excited there. Yeah. yeah. Just ran back yeah. Like everything's for, for the dogs. dogs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, just a quick question that came to the top of my head. Um, like, a one quote that might've impacted you from that conference, what would it be from that, from life coaching that oh. really kind of clicked for you? If you want to change your life, change your life. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I, that replays in my head almost daily since that day. Mm-hmm. I think of that and yeah. And then, and I did it. Like I heard that it clicked and I said, okay. And I signed up and nice. now here I am. Nice. Yeah. It's that, like that's so, my big one. So simple, but. So like impactful. Yeah, Yeah, it was for me. I think mine would be all conflict comes from a misalignment and expectations. Someone said that and my mind, the way I work, I just immediately went through every situation I could think of. Any conflict I had with Brooke about dishes, any conflict at work, anything. And I was like, any conflict. I have yet to find an example of where any conflict did not come from a misalignment of expectations. And it's so easy to have a, an expectations conversation with someone. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, it was little, and there was so many, like I would say nuggets like that in these conferences, but it was so impactful. We were just, so, I was, you know, I feel like you usually go to a conference and there's a keynote speaker and their goal is to inspire you. And it feels like it's the same thing every time. This was the only conference I had been to. And I'd been to a lot for different industries. The only one I went to where I left going, wow, I am, feeling so inspired like i i really want to take massive action in my life to make these changes mm. wow that's great i feel motivated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you say i guess from my side too though um because it, it's it's easy to feel motivated when you leave these things right and then after a while it kind of starts fading too um there, were there moments where even recently now that you are basically certified life coaches where you feel like the negativity starts to seep back in and how did you find yourself out of that loop yeah so well motivation is a feeling and all your feelings come from thoughts so okay. you can always create motivation if you want to Um, so I think that's something that is really, if you need to do something and you need to feel motivated to do it, you can always create motivation. So I think some people think that like motivation just comes from thin air or I mean, I'm just was born a motivated person or I'm just not a motivated person. So, um, I think that's false personally. So I, I think that's one of the first key things, but second also, taking massive action. So that doesn't mean that you always have to enjoy what you're doing. It doesn't mean it's always fun because it's not like you're going to do things that you maybe don't like to do. So for me, it's reminding myself of the why and reminding myself of what is the reason I have this dream and this goal and kind of 
kind of touched on it on, you know, I want to have location freedom. I want to have um, financial freedom. I want to have my work freedom, but I also want to create because I like creating and I enjoy it and it brings fulfillment to me. I want to challenge myself and see what I'm capable of. So all those whys, when I don't want to do something, I have to remember, you know, all those reasons why, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do this. I'm going to do it anyways, because it's worth it in the end for that, that desired goal. So that's for me, that's how I stay on track. Doesn't mean I'm motivated all the time, but I do stay motivated a good amount of time because I am consciously choosing to think thoughts that motivate me, but definitely not hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I, for me, a lot of it goes back to the big vision. I'm a big picture person and I'm big on vision and the road to where I want to go has changed already since getting certified. Originally, uh, you know, I was thinking I was going to start my own personal coaching business like Brooke is. And now I'm actually building a business with a few partners with this bigger vision that we all are just really bought into. And the big picture vision is still there. It's location freedom it's leave this lasting legacy of positive change for as many people as I can, as I can touch in my life. And, uh, so that big picture is what keeps me motivated. And like anyone, there's the days where I might wake up and it's harder than others, or there's days or there's times where I might find, Oh, wow, I've been scrolling on Facebook for a little bit longer. So like anyone, we still have that. Right. But keeping in mind that big vision that I have of even though the path has changed, the the concrete thing I'm doing has changed. I'm still working towards these goals that I want. And those are always evolving too. I mean, once I attain one, it's all right, well, what's next, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm always evolving to what's the next problem to solve? How do we get there? But that really motivates me is even though this path changes, just where's, where are we going? What's next? And how do we get there? I think, um, Touching on what you guys said previously, too, it's, it seems like setting clear goals definitely helps you make decisions easier because it aligns with your goals, right? I really yeah. like that. And um, I think for a lot of people in our, um, <laughs> I almost said early 30s, I'm still early 30s, right? Kind of. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking, it's fine, not anymore. Is that, but, is that uh, dementia? Uh, late 20s, or? early 30s. That's well, how you feel. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel my knees actually starting to hurt right now for some reason. Um, but, uh, um, a lot of people in their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, I guess too, uh, sometimes feel lost in their career or life. Maybe just don't really understand what's going on, or like they just hit a really hard point in their life. It's I think it's pretty common. Um, what do you say to those types of people? Um, what what like I guess um, what is your what would be your go to thing to let them know or to guide them through? Yeah, I think um, two things. One, get a coach. <laughs> but there you go. Two, Plug it in. Plug um, it in. Yeah, there you go. Um, but two, I think this can be a really powerful practice and it's very simple and can be done with anything at any time is just redeciding. So like if you are in a relationship, like redeciding, like, yes, I like this relationship. I want to be in it or, you know. And hopefully not not want to be in it but you know whatever you are deciding like even if it's to continue with the same thing like I want like you know I'm in this job like redeciding like right then and there yes I'm gonna continue this job and these are my reasons why instead of just going through the day-to-day like mundane and you know now 20 years has passed and you've been in the same job and you don't know why so I think that um, making those decisions and releasing that power to decide something can be really powerful Releasing that power to decide. I like that. Yeah. For me, there's uh, something in life coaching. There's this phrase that I love asking and I, and I feel like it applies to anyone at any time. And that is, 
if you did know what needed to happen or if you did know what you need to, what you needed to do, what would you do or what would need to happen? It's amazing how much we do know the answers, but we'll kind of block ourselves from doing it because we know it might be hard mm-hmm. or it might be something that we don't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, someone who wants to write a book, well, what do I need to do to write that book? And then they can probably list out every step and then mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, well now I just need to do it. You know, that's the hard part, right? Is starting. But I think that that question for those people who are, I don't know what career path to do. If you did know, what would you do? And I think a lot of people would be surprised how quickly they would find an answer. I never thought about it that way. Mind altering, like perspective changing thing. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of puts power back in you because a lot of people feel helpless. I guess a lot of people end up feeling like the power is in someone else's hands. That's a good way to put the power back in yourself. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, for sure. That's a, I'm like blown away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ultimately we can create the results that we need. And I think a lot of us actually know the steps that we need to take to get those results or we know how to Google them, but we need to ask ourselves those questions to get there. Right. Like if we know what we want. We have to prompt it. Like what's life GPT was. Yeah. Yeah. I I know how to build the website for this thing. But I know how to Google it, yeah, yeah. and then I can do it. Yeah, yeah. I really know how to get six pack abs, but you know, those, college, <laughs> those Western making cheeseburgers are pretty good. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to get hit off at the uh, yeah? So let's, now. yeah. So at Owner Get Owned, we always like to ask this question: um, if you could share what you feel like your biggest success is, and also your quote unquote biggest failure, or we like to say your biggest lesson so far in your careers. Yeah. I, you want to go? go ahead. Sure. I can start. I, I'd say for success. So we're, we're still pretty early on in building our businesses for life coaching. Mm-hmm. So like, like I said before, I'm, I'm actually working with a few partners to build a coaching business and, and we really see ourselves as this one-stop shop for coaching for anyone, for business coaching, for anything under the umbrella of coaching. Um, but I would say that what I would say is my biggest success is taking the leap of faith to sign up for that certification and start. I kind of grew up with the the typical mindset of you go to college and then you get the corporate job for security. And so just the idea alone of starting something on my own was very different for, for my upbringing and my mindset. But also, I mean, being at that, that conference where I was just kind of there to learn and support Brooke, and within an instant, we both paid just shy of $50,000 to get the certification. It was a big commitment. It wasn't just this little, let's spend 500 bucks for this experience, right? And that was a big commitment for us, uh, especially with a higher education salary. Uh, And so uh, like that to me is the success because now I'm working with some of the most incredible people I've met to build something of our own. And we have this shared vision that's inspired us and we see where we're going and we're taking the steps every day to get there and we talk about it and it's exciting and that to me is success. Like even though I'm working my corporate job now and then I'm working all night and I'm working these long days, I, I genuinely feel so fulfilled. Like it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like, Oh, I have to moonlight on myself. It feels so inspiring and I love what I'm doing. And so I don't, I wouldn't say I have this, you know, inspiring success story of a business I've already created, but I'd say I'm trying to enjoy the process of doing it. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of my um, favorite moments like with Quillen was when he decided to sign up because I was already signing up. 
I was like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm good. I'm in. <laughs> and he was like, okay, um, like, let me come in. We were eating all you can eat sushi. And he was like, okay. And then if like, and he's very analytical and logical. And he's like going through all the things. And I'm just like, yeah, like you keep doing that. Trying to figure out what to order next at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and uh, salmon Round two. Yeah. <laughs> so two or yeah. three recipes. <laughs> and when he, and you know, I, I was like, he has to, you know, it's his own decision. I would never want to, you know, pressure him to do it. But I know how amazing of a, coach he already was and he wasn't even certified because you know he does that a lot with his job now and with me he has such a good perspective um <laughs> and so yeah I think that was just like so incredible to see and watch and um be there for him and witness that for him I was so excited for me but seeing him go through that and make that commitment was amazing so yeah, yeah. not only are they business partners here but they're uh, a lovely couple they've been together for quite a long time so being supportive of each other is very beautiful to see as well. Yeah, that's success yeah. in itself, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Just that's waiting fun. for her to put a ring on it, and then we'll, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is 2023. Yeah. <laughs> we are a little non-traditional. <laughs> Us men do like those three-carry rings, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Us men, I love that. pretty good right there, I'm saying. We actually like gold chains better, yeah. but. <laughs> no, and I think sharing failures is so important because, um, it's, it happens and it's going to happen. Um, so this isn't a, really a failure, but this is a funny story is when we first signed up and I wanted to be certified and I wasn't, you know, done with my certification yet. I remember telling myself, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to start my own life coaching business once I complete this program and I'm certified. And I, a lot of emotions came up with me because I realized I had a fear of failure and I had a fear of being judged by other people and putting myself out there. And so I had to remind myself of what kind of what we talked about earlier of it is my dreams and goals bigger than this fear of failure. And is it, is it bigger than me, you know, being afraid of being judged? And the answer was yes. So I'm like, okay, well that means I'm going to fail. So I'm going to just have to go out there and do it. And so I hadn't started my business yet, but I was like, okay, how do I find ways to start failing and get more comfortable with this? And so I told Cole, I was like, okay, we're going golfing this weekend. We're going bowling next weekend. <laughs> because I suck at golfing yeah. and bowling. And I'm like listing all these things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fail this weekend. And I would be so excited. Like I'm going to suck so bad. <laughs> and so I've developed a little bit better of a relationship of with uh, failure. But um, yeah, it, lots of failures are going to become I'm still new in the business and there's going to be so many and it's not going to feel good but that was my way of trying to prep myself <laughs> well and what she didn't share is that she learned that feeling of failure losing to like 70 and 80 year olds in pickleball True. there's oh, nothing man. more demoralizing than yes. going on a pickleball court <laughs> feeling like an athletic late 20 year old and getting crushed by someone with with a fake knee or a knee break oh no yeah. it seems like we, we got, got used to failure down, but you guys need coaching in pickleball but. oh yeah oh we do for sure Sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that like hits home for me because recently I've been kind of thinking about like how like how do I take my career to the next level, you know? And I think the fear of being ordinary is greater than feel fear of failing for me, and that's what I realized like recently. Like I don't I want a legacy, like whether it's through my career or you know. I'm a relationship, but I just think the fear of being ordinary is far greater than my fear of failing. And like when I think about that, you know, that's it's changed my perspective a little bit. I so like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's kind of like hitting home as you're you guys are describing kind of like your quote unquote failure and success. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing. I really, I really like that. That's a really good thing to realize to remind mind yourself. Yeah. And those values guide you, right? And like those making those decisions. Like, I love that. That's such a great realization to make. Every failure is great. I feel like it teaches you something, right? Yeah. Successes kind of make you big headed. Failures really give you the life lessons you need. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I always thought, you know, at least at the end, it gives you a funny story, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I mean, separate from coaching, I just love problem solving. So failing is just another opportunity that for me, like, how do I solve something? I feel so accomplished when I, when I problem solve. Yeah, yeah. Let me know when you guys beat those 70, 80 year olds. Yeah. yeah, so we don't have a <laughs> We have a tournament in December. We're working on it. We'll sponsor that. We'll yeah. give you guys jerseys that want to get on on it. And then, uh, Hero, do you want to introduce our favorite section? Yeah, our favorite section. Your favorite section, too. Uh, it's uh, Just a Tip. <laughs> We'd like to hear your guys' little Just the Tip for our listeners. And before we jump in, I just want to say this is our season finale. So this is a final tip the oh, final no. tip thank you so much the pressure all seasons one two and three especially quantum break for listening to all of them um Always. and this is our final one so please i hope my tip is sufficient for you all <laughs> <laughs> i'll say i'll, I'll really try to set you up for that yeah i'm glad you took it i hope it's a tip you need oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead oh um I feel like this has been touched on in other episodes maybe. Uh, and I know it sounds cliche, so I'm going to try to dive into it, but it's really around the people you surround yourself with. And this is something that Brooke and I have talked a lot about lately where we're, we're approaching 30 and with how busy we are, we really have to start making those difficult decisions of who do we choose to be with and who do we choose to hang out with? Cause we just don't have time to hang out with. It could be a day one, but is that day one really adding value to us? And am I adding value to them? And so I think really not just choosing who to spend time with, but also choosing who influences you. I think that one of the things I think about often is uh, we're not married yet, but like when I'm up there marrying Brooke, all mm. of the people I can picture up there with me are not just friends, but they're my mentors. Um, like I said, like I'm working on this new business now and one of my, I actually say it's my best friend other than my brother, shout out, not, not dethroning you. Um, (laughs) but he's the one who made this happen. He's been a day one for me and he's the one that said, Hey, Quillen's doing this life coaching. Hey, you know, you're doing business coaching. Like you really need to talk to Quillen. I think you two can do something together and him just advocating for me and making that happen is making my dream come true right now. And I think that really creating a circle of people who are, who are interested in similar things. We talk about business. We talk about the exercises we're doing. We're talking about the things that really matter to us and not just spending time with people to spend time with people. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, your network is your net worth and all that stuff. But, but really the people I'm choosing to hang out with are bringing me up in a big way. And a conversation I like to have with them is, am I giving you value to, I want to make sure that they're, they're receiving something that I can give them too, so that it's a mutual relationship and I'm adding value to them. Mm. Uh, and so that's really important to me. And I think that's the tip for anyone is it can be a really hard decision to choose to cut someone out potentially, or just minimize how much you're spending time with them. But is that person giving you anything that's helping you to get to your goals, whatever those goals are, they could be these huge grandiose goals, or they could just be that you're content doing what you're doing. And they're just adding some value in that, but really choosing, you know, how are you spending your time and are they adding value to you is really important to me. 
Well said. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, you know, being conscious in your decisions in every aspect of life. But my uh, tip will be short and sweet. Get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Back to business, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very insightful. Um, I really appreciate you guys just sharing and just. I mean, it was mind blowing at times for me. So <laughs> David usually has more to say, so he's really mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we've bored him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you three to five business days. You can retrack out. Yeah. We'll bill you for the time. <laughs> so for our listeners that want to find out more about your coaching, um, where can they find you? Like your socials, your website, or anything like that? Yeah. So um, my social media is B as in Brooke underscore Hying. So B underscore H E Y I N G is my Instagram and then my I have a Facebook page it's Brookhine Coaching yeah and then for me so uh, we're actually working on this new business we're looking to launch in January so we don't have a website yet but uh, if you want to reach out to me as far as anything for that business goes you want business coaching you want someone to talk to for coaching you can reach me at Q-K-A-T-H-O-L at Reese Corp uh, Reese R-E-E-C-E C-O-R-P dot com uh, so that's the email, or you can also just follow me. It's my first name. It's at Quillen. Quillen is spelled Q-U-I-L-L-A-N. Sorry, I have a complicated name. It's but okay. that's my Instagram handle. It's just my first name. Uh, that's you can... your name, Quillen. <laughs> I'm sorry, hero. Uh, that's how you can contact me, and if whether that's business or otherwise, that's how you can get in touch, and I can get you in touch with our, our business idea, or if you just want to be a friend. And as usual, we'll tag it. Yeah. In our honor episode, so they can they don't have to sit there and try to spell it. Every <laughs> yeah, one. yeah. Re- yeah. replay the podcast episode. How did he spell that? <laughs> Q U. What? <laughs> yeah, weird name. <laughs> it's okay. I get the same issues you do, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> but no, honestly though, thank you so much. It's been uh, a pleasure getting to know both of you guys throughout the past couple years, and to finally have you on the podcast and. Yep. Especially since you guys are deciding who to cut out. I'm glad we were cut in for the... Yeah. <laughs> we made it, yeah. So after this... We're no, I'm just kidding. No, we appreciate you guys so much. So thanks for having us on the show. Well, thanks for yeah, coming Yeah, thank on. you thank so you much. I feel fun. famous. I made it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> what a way thank to... Thank you, guys. <laughs> what a way to end uh, season three. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all the... the, the God damn it. Almost <laughs> thank you, you, all, made made the whole thank you to our s- listeners. Our season <laughs> three. Thank you all. Thank you so much, guys. All right, bye. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the show. You just finished listening to Owner Get On. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah.